0: Everybody, welcome to another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. I'm Heather burnt Santi. Very excited that Ray Pika is here today too. Hi. Hi. We probably could have just kept chatting. We've been chatting before I hit record and um, had to remember that we were here to do a podcast. So <laughs> I always enjoy talking with you.
1: Same here, Heather. Um,
0: and I so there's a story that I I don't know if I've ever told you, but I was sort of in, embarrassed to tell you the first couple of times you recorded with me. But many years ago. Um, Nacy's Professional Development Institute was in Indianapolis, and you were a speaker. Um, uh, but you also were like just in a session that I was in as a participant, and we had to hold hands for something around the room. And I was like, I held your hand, and I tweeted immediately. I just held Ray
1: Pica's uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now um now I get to talk to you on my
1: podcast. And I, oh, that's so cool! Oh thanks. thanks. That but I was smile. like, don't tell her that story. That's I'm weird. always surprised when I hear stories like that. You know, I just do my thing here in my little office. Yeah. And- and then I find out yeah. I'm having some impact. And it's yeah, cool. you,
0: you've been an, an influence for me for long before um, we connected on social media. So thank you. So great. So anyway, I'm glad you're here because you can be an influence for everyone who's listening. We're going to so. um, we're going to talk about a blog post you did called um, what if we took control of our 2021 and. Um, uh let me just read the quote, and we'll jump in. And, and I know you've got some projects you want to work into the conversation, too, sure. some things coming up. So so you wrote in this post, since the pandemic began, it's been my hope that it would signal the end of an education system that is not developmentally appropriate and does not take into consideration the way children learn. I've hoped that parents would begin to see the value of play and to understand the connection between play and learning. And I've hoped and continue to hope that teachers will just say no to the nonsense. And I share that hope <laughs> and I'm here to ask you how we're going to do it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so so what are the, maybe what are some of the elements um, of the way things used to be, the way we've always done it that you would hope don't show up again or that you would hope we could move past as we take control of 2021?
1: Well, I'd like to go even further back than that and say, let's bring back the housekeeping centers and the dramatic, you know, play and the dress up corner and the blocks and, (laughs) and, you know, we've replaced all of that good stuff, the exploration and discovery with, with, with desks and test prep and worksheets and digital devices and I just want to say no to all of it, I just want people (laughs) to Mm -hmm. realize that children were meant by nature to play and to learn through play Mm -hmm. and for play to stop being disrespected. I would also like early childhood education to stop being (laughs) disrespected. I mean, it depends on which audience we're addressing here, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, one thing I saw when everything first started to shut down and, um, so my, the preschool program that I, that I work with shut down mid-March last year, 2020, um, parents were all immediately concerned about this disruption. And I, I started right away a, uh, just a Facebook page for the families I was working with specifically, but we invited, you know, they had family that they invited and other people joined. And it was really just a place for me to post playful things that they could do at home. Great. Um, uh, with materials that maybe they had at home or were not too hard to find to shift because they were already thinking online learning, online learning, I've got to figure out something. Yeah. Um, but I, I tried to help them see that it didn't have to be that way and it could be easier and less stressful actually. Yes. Through this yes, play. And, um, and and I felt like that was like one one step I could take to contribute to a shift I hoped that we could see.
1: Yeah. Uh there's a lot of misinformation flying around out Mm -hmm. there there are some myths the biggest perhaps is earlier is better Mm -hmm. you know the earlier we give them a jump start on academics and athletics the more successful they're going to be but the adult personality is built on play you know every every skill compromise negotiation rule making and revision taking the perspective of others please (laughs) (laughs) All of those are, are developed from play. Yeah, you, you, you reminded me, I've heard so many stories and perhaps the most egregious was when um, it was one of the morning show hosts said that she on TV, she felt guilty because mm-hmm. she wasn't able to sit with her child while he did Zoom school. Right.
0: And I think he was three or four. I think he I remember three. this story.
1: Yeah. Yes. He was three from 830 to two. And you just want to jump through the television yeah. and shake them. You know, you yeah. just you just want to say no, no, no. Yeah. And of course, she wants what's best for her child, yeah. but has been led to believe this is what's best for her child.
0: Right. I was going to say families have been sold that idea yes. that earlier is better, and that um, learning looks like school, regardless of age. Learning looks like a traditional classroom, um, or our own memories. And so, of course, I, I don't credit, you know, I'm not critical of families who expect that because that's the marketing they've been receiving since before they were pregnant with the child that they're now concerned about. Yeah. Um, I, I do, though, hold early childhood folks to a higher standard than that. Um, we should have some information in our brains somewhere that reminds us that um, that's not what learning looks like for children, especially under five. But, I you know, the case can be made for all children (laughs) that they need to learn playfully and with more movement and with more understanding of their individuality, but especially in early childhood programs, we we need to do better. And we need to say, wait, I, I remember now children learn through play. And what I'm seeing in this classroom and on this lesson plan is academic sitting and and focus on, you know, too narrow, narrow skills.
1: I've said for a long time that we, as early childhood professionals, have to educate the parents because once mm-hmm. we get them on our side, we'll have more power, the strength, the numbers, mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, and I've decided to work on a project that will educate the parents. You know, I'm going to take the bull by the horns, as they uh-huh. say. Um, his name is Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and, uh, and but. I'm beginning to think that we might have to step back. I mean, what about the early childhood professionals who don't know this, who don't Mm -hmm. understand it? I'm hearing stories now that many of the young professionals, because they didn't play as children, Uh don't realize its value. And that scares the heck out of me. Uh, And coursework preparing our
0: teachers, I think, is not... um there may be a chapter on play in a textbook in one semester or, um, you you know, we just, because of this, we we've all, we've all stepped too far into the, um, uh, this is what learning looks like. And if I'm going to be respected as a real teacher i have to make my my practice look like real teaching and yeah yeah and and we need to step ourselves back we need to pull ourselves back and Mm -hmm. i do think that one of the ways we might get there is to let families know that there's something different or something better that they could demand
1: well don't Um, you think that because they felt academics was more important that's and they started demanding academics that's why the play-based programs have started to become extinct. So we got to get them over to the yeah, other side. Now. Absolutely.
0: We have to let families know it's okay. When you're doing a tour of a center or visiting a family child care home to ask, when do they play? What do they play with? What does it look like? Um, and, and shift that a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's e- either, either audience. I think it's going to be tough because both sides have been sold bad information. Yes. And I'm getting tired. Yeah. 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 And old. Yeah. So talk about, I don't mean, yeah, you're getting old. I just was in a, I am trust me. I was in a pattern of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so talk about, so we talked about before we were recording and I want to make sure we mention it at the end again too, but talk about this course that you've put together about being a champion for play
1: yeah i've got four online courses now and the latest is become a champion for play and joyful learning Mm -hmm. simple ways i think this is the the subtitle (laughs) simple ways to educate parents administrators and policymakers because they all have to be you know um better informed we can't expect them to keep up with the research and all of that Mm -hmm. and and when I say champion, I mean advocate, but I I don't want to scare anybody with that word because it doesn't have to be difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be as simple as having enough respect for yourself to use the term. I'm an early childhood professional or I am a teacher um, instead of I'm a daycare worker or I I don't know, uh, or using the word just. Oh, I'm just.
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think regardless of the title
0: they give themselves, there's always that little pause and that little. You know, like we we sort of do it to ourselves. Well, I'm just at a at a, a, a care, Yeah, you know, we but,
1: have to start respecting yeah. ourselves before yeah. anybody will respect us. But yeah. you know, I um, there's an educational leader that I, I I think very highly of. He used to be a first grade teacher, and he told me recently that. Uh, he was at a, a social event and someone said what do you do for a living and he said I'm a first grade teacher and the, the person said oh so you just spend your day playing. Oh really he, even with first grade they think that even with funny. first grade. Yeah. So yeah there's if a only, lot of if only all he did was play with first grade teaching. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the kids so yeah. better off. Yeah. yeah. So so if we if if I, I go over those myths in the course. That earlier is better that play uh-huh. is not a productive use of time that that uh, learning equals sitting you know all yeah. of these beliefs that we have embedded um i go over those and i replace them with the real information because when you debunk a myth you have to replace it with the truth in somebody's right. mind so um yeah i i i created that course mm-hmm. and um, yes yeah. so, and we'll
0: give folks a link to it here at the end of the episode and also when it comes out it will be available so so people Yeah, can and I'm going to, to give your to... listeners
1: a coupon code to get $10 off. Yay, that's so
0: great paid. of you. Thank you. Oh, I well, think you did yeah. that once before with some, some PDFs you, you made available for folks who were listening the last time. Yes, yeah,
1: so I've got the free e-library yeah. too for early childhood professionals with lots of active learning ideas. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so
0: so I, uh, I I don't know where I want to go next with it. Um, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think... I just, I just really agree with you that this is the time because people are looking at us in a way they've not looked at us before because of, yeah. and, and not all of it's because of a positive <laughs> thing, but, but I think one thing people realize during the pandemic is that we really do need um, uh, programs for young children to be out there and operational and teachers to be uh, well compensated and and seen as, as essential and as professional, essential, as absolutely. important yeah. Um, but so I, I think because of all that attention, um, we, this is our time to say, here's what we want it to look like now though. You know, we, we had this year to reevaluate, um, and to see what was working and what wasn't and, yeah. you know, to see how, what we do can't translate to an online format, no matter how hard we try,
1: No, absolutely um, if not. we're being
0: appropriate. And, and so I, I think it's a really great opportunity for people like you and I who've been advocating for a while for play and um and movement and yeah. uh, appropriate practices to just step up and say
1: I'm not doing it that way anymore <laughs> well what, I don't remember the movie but I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to yeah take it right anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's the that's the place that I want the early childhood professionals mm-hmm. to get to yeah. and you know uh, I Mentioned. I think another blog post was "Let's spark a revolution in ECE," and yeah, and a lot of people said, "Yes, I want to join, raise revolution." And I thought, "Oh boy, now look what I've started." Yeah. <laughs> now you've got a hashtag. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, well, that's right. With the hashtag <laughs> comes the
0: responsibility. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so, so, so go ahead. What makes it
0: hard for, um, or what might be scary? Do you think? For a teacher, so we've said, all right, refuse to do it the, the other way anymore. You know, own own your power and own your the research and do it the way we want to do it. Um, what what might scare people about that? Do you think
1: mostly getting fired? I think yeah. Uh, I did a series of three PD sessions at a in a county here in Virginia. Gosh, way back in 2018 or something. Um, <laughs> it does seem like so long ago. <laughs> it really does. It seems like a whole other decade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and on my third visit, see, they felt comfortable with me by that point. And one young woman said, "Why are you here?" And I thought, "Well, gee, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's an interesting question." Right. And she said, "You come here and you you show us these things that we could be doing with the children, and then the county doesn't let us do them." Mm-hmm. And another young woman raised her hand and said, yeah, I got dinged by an administrator for doing something you showed us last time. Mm-hmm. And the third young woman raised her hand and said, so what if you get dinged? What are they going to do? Fire you? They can't find good teachers. I was just going to say. That is even more true now, <laughs> isn't it? I yeah. mean, teachers are leaving the field like crazy. So it's definitely, I mean, I know it's easier for me to say because I'm self-employed. You know, I'm mm-hmm. an in- independent consultant, but we have to start we have to start, you know, um, speaking up for yeah. ourselves. We really do. I yeah. mean, when decisions like when the common core standards came out for kindergarten, they didn't invite one single early childhood specialist mm-hmm. to be, to serve on that standards committee. You know, we have to start speaking up and there are different ways to do it, you know and, and they don't all have to be testifying before Congress which <laughs> even I would be terrified of, right. you know, and I'm used <laughs> to public speaking, yeah. There's a lot of steps before that. And thanks to social media, which, you know, I curse often, but Mm -hmm. um, it's easy to reach out. (laughs) I have tweeted Secretary Cardona (laughs) several times at this point. Good. I hope we all
0: have been. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I went to an advocacy uh, seminar in, in Northern Virginia, Northern Virginia, AYZ was putting it on. And There were several state legislators there, and uh, the one thing that really struck me was the one gentleman who said, we need to know what's important to you. I mean, as you can imagine, they've got issues coming at them all day long from every different direction, Uh and we're not going to, our issues aren't going to pop into their brain unless we bring it to them.
0: Right, in big numbers, right? They they have to know lots of people are interested in this and concerned about this. I think- that's one thing that is sort of intimidating when you think about using social media in that way to call attention, to, to call the policymakers and the people in power call their attention to our issues. But it could be as simple as, um, you know, like your, your blog post, we liked it on Twitter. And so we could retweet it and put a couple of ats in there to tag those those policymakers or those people in power. And if enough of us are doing that, then they're they're going to start paying attention to it.
1: That's a good idea. But it
0: doesn't have to be even be your own words other than, I feel so strongly about this, or this is what we try to do, or this is what we've seen really be effective in our own experiences.
1: Yes. One of the most important basics of... Um of advocacy. I mean, if you're talking to anybody really is whether it's an administrator or policymaker, a parent is telling your stories mm-hmm. you know, and make them, make them personal, make them real, you know, come alive. Uh, something that that is happening to a particular child or several children because of developmentally inappropriate practices mm-hmm. or uh, lack of play or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. you know, because, I'm assuming they've got hearts in there. I would hope <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you really wonder to see sometimes
0: than others, but surely there's some humanity to be reached.
1: yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, we we talk about how much we love the children and they're our future. and some of these policies, I just can't help thinking it's not just that they don't understand child development. they don't even seem to like children, right exactly. you know because if they did. They wouldn't make them do such awful things, but then, then you give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they just don't know these right. are awful things. Right. So yeah, they I maybe did have
0: just, sold the same things that we've been tried, you know, that people have tried to sell to us in those situations.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did just create a new webinar. It will be going up soon. How I'll get the word out. I don't know. Um, <laughs> because it's going to go, it is intended for elementary school principals. Uh-huh because so many of them come to the public preschools, you know, to the public elementary schools from, you know, they were a high school coach, football coach, or a seventh grade yep. social studies teacher. And, you know, I always joke that young children are, a, are you know, a, a different species. Um, <laughs> they just aren't like the other children, and they can't be treated in the same way. They have unique needs. Right. So, um, I, I, I am hoping to make more elementary school principals understand, you know, what they're about. Right, And, and what that's what thinking. I've heard um,
0: preschool teachers who are in a school system or in a school building, that's what I've heard them say is they wish that their principal or their administrator understood early childhood. Um, so that they could do the things they know.
1: Yeah, those teachers who have administrative support are just yeah. in heaven.
0: Yeah, it yeah. makes
1: all the difference in the world.
0: Yeah, and I know that that whether you're in a, a you know public school setting, whether you're elementary school, whether you're early childhood, um, one of the the most effective things you can do is to know to like like know your know your program's mission statement, know the things it's promising to do. For children and families. And if you know that already and you can say, okay, well, here's what I'm doing in my room or my home, and here's how it ties into that mission, then you're ready when they come to you and say,
1: exactly, this doesn't
0: look like what I thought it would look like, or this doesn't look like learning. Then we're ready and we can say, but you know, we said we'd do dot, dot, dot for children, and that's what I'm doing here.
1: Yeah, here's how. And to take that even a step further, Heather, if they can tie, like that young woman who was dinged.
0: Mm-hmm. If she
1: had been able to say, look, this falls under the content areas of emergent literacy and math, mm-hmm. here are the concepts that are being covered. I mean, and I I say two content areas because so often, most of the time in early childhood, yeah, they overlap. Yeah. Um, and here are the standards this activity is addressing, uh-huh. then they will have more, you know, more to stand on, just just yeah. like he was saying. Yeah, it really so is important
0: a little bit of work okay. we have to do on our side, but it will help with those fears of getting into trouble or losing a job or um, not being understood. Um, yeah. So often get yeah. create the barrier to doing things the way we really feel like we should do them and want to do them.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, if it comes down to a fight, I mean, you do have to have, don't go it alone, because mm-hmm. I, you know, have a real tale of woe of one teacher who did try to go um, it alone. And, um, you know, it, it needs to come from several voices, the same way you just talked about retweeting, mm-hmm. you know, it can't be, Oh, there's that kook again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Ray I'm tagging. I mean, me they again. may start with
0: that, but at least they'll go on and keep
1: reading. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
0: great. So, um, I want to, I want to say again, this blog post is from your blog, which is at com. Mm-hmm. R-A-E-P-I-C-A com, And tell us again what the name of your, your workshop is that, you, that you're given that coupon code for.
1: The online course is Become a Champion for Play and Joyful Learning. Okay.
0: So I'm going to, if anyone's listening and is really interested in this, I'm going to read off the, uh, the website, the address to get to this course. And we'll also include it. But um, So it's raypika.teachable.com slash p slash become a champion for play joyful learning
1: slash i don't know what that p is about yeah it's in there though it's weird but if you just go to raypika.teachable.com there are only four courses it can't be that hard to find and i'm going to create a coupon code um a coupon with the code nerd uppercase letters i don't know if it really is case sensitive but um so that when people enter that they'll get ten dollars off okay
0: that's awesome. And thank you again for doing that. That's so great. Oh, um, you're very welcome. I'm happy it's, to do it. It's just another one of those things for me that I'm like weird that, um, Oh, there's a nerd code people can use. Just so many weird things happen in my life because of this podcast.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: Uh, gosh, well, this—it's always so much fun to talk to you. I really mean that. I know that's what you know people say at the end of conversations all the time. But I—I'm so grateful that you joined again.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm so grateful that you asked. You know, I—I I, I hope always to reach more people. Yeah. You know, so.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll keep reading the blogs and probably keep asking you to come talk about them. <laughs>
1: I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Uh,
0: Someday we're close though, right? We're close to going places. I hope.
1: Yeah. I kind of like the virtual presentations better than getting on a plane. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There's, you know, there's
0: a lot, there's a lot that I hope we keep like I think, well, this is probably a whole other thing, but I think we've learned a lot about how we can do things online to reach and connect and how we can do more flexible working schedules and those kinds of things. As terrible as the year has been, I think that we've got some good stuff.
1: There've definitely been some blessings. I I actually feel more connected when I'm doing a Zoom uh, keynote than when I'm standing on the stage and separated from everybody, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, So yeah, Yeah. it's been been good.
0: Well, that's great. All right. Um, But also you should still go out and talk to people because they want to see you.
1: We'll see. Okay. (laughs) All
0: right. Thank you again, Ray. And thank you everybody for listening. Come back again for another episode of That Early Childhood Nerd. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production oh